Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. The Mark Reardon Show. I hate people individually, but I love mankind. Oh, you do. The Mark Reardon Show. I got into broadcasting because I like to give. Sometimes I find myself hurting from giving too much. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. The Mark Reardon Show is on now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Mark Reardon Show. Mark is sick today. Bum, bum, bum. We're all very sad for Mark. Well, okay, I'm really not. So my name is Mike Elam. I'm a county councilman out in St. Charles County, for those of you who don't know me. Welcome to the show. Today, we are going to fix everything that has been wrong with this radio show for I don't know how many years. What's what's step one, Mike? I have no idea. Oh, you fixed his headphones. I have, I fixed it. Yes. yes, Mark Reardon. Uh, I hope you feel better soon. It, it, so Mark evidently has got like some stuffy head clog thing. There are some people would say Mark's head has been clogged for a while, but that that evidently took his voice. Yeah, so yeah. his voice is not good. You know, his wife has got to be so excited right now. Wait, hang on. You can't talk. <laughs> oh. Oh, thank you, God, my prayers have been answered. I'm, You know, the one thing, though, I, I was telling Abby about this before. I have horrible sinuses, right? Mm-hmm. I've actually already had one balloon plasty surgery on my sinuses to try and open them up. So my wife always laughs at me because she's like, oh, you can't smell that? I'm like, no. And she goes, God, I hate you. Uh, thanks. Love you too, hon. But I've noticed that so many people have had this, like, head thing going on no don't put it in people's thoughts it's it's not covid and it's not the flu it's just something that's been going around lately a a lot of people at my office have had it evidently i work with a lot of givers sue people who don't hold things to themselves they give to others Mm. and they've been so nice as my son calls them super spreaders right so they've been they've been spreading the joy of whatever this gunk is that gets in your head and um, one of my, my market manager the other day at, at work was talking about, it took me like three weeks to finally get it all out of my system. So I don't know. This, this might be the Mike Elam show for a while. We'll see how, how Riggin goes. <laughs> Although today, after this award-winning program, I'm sure 
He will, he will show up tomorrow to say no more of that crap on my show. Oh. We are going to fix this. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I think Abby and I were talking about this earlier. Abby and I talked for hours Apparently, earlier today. Yes, yeah. yeah, There was so much going on. Um, I think this is the first time that uh, since the House went officially Republican. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I think that happened after the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, Mark probably got the idea. He could talk about, hey, it's going to happen, but... Ladies and gentlemen, until Mark was done, it, it took Mark Reardon being off the radio for it to actually happen. So we have a Republican House again. Thank you, God. <laughs> so earlier I was listening to all of the Nancy Pelosi clips of, of Nancy leaving. And so What's I'm, she going to do? I assume she'll just resume her House seat and uh, not be a leader. That, that's what she said. Okay. Um, well, I mean, let's let's let Nancy tell you what she said. So let's start with uh, cut number seven. My friends, no matter what title you all, my colleagues have bestowed upon me, speaker, leader, whip. Wicked there witch. There's no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. And I'm grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility. Nancy got a little verklempt there for a little bit, it sounded. Yeah. Either that or maybe she has some of the Mark Reardon stuff. I don't know. It could have been either. So a lot of people were guessing that they said she's going to do this and Hakeem Jeffries is going to step in and he will be the new Democratic leader. In this case, thank God, he will be the minority leader. But... They were there was a lot of people talking about the fact they thought Nancy was going to just step down like leave, like out of the house like entirely. Out. Yeah, I'm yeah. going back to San Fran and I'm going to nurse her husband back together. Mm. And, you know, I hear the guy gets really hammered. Ba-dum-pum. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> Thank that is you. Awful. Was it too early? Yes. Too early. Sorry. I feel sorry. for her. I mean, that's not a good thing. I mean, no one wants to get hit in the head with a hammer. No, but it does make for a great punchline. Nancy Pelosi's husband, that guy just gets hammered. So anyway, we'll, we'll let that go. So evidently Nancy's going to stick around and I'm curious to see how that's going to be. When you have had all encompassing power over heaven and earth and you stick around, the worst job to have is Hakeem Jeffries job. Nobody is going to treat him as the leader as long as she's there. I agree. It, you just can't. It, it's like the person who did the job before you, that they get promoted and you get promoted into that job. But as long as they're still in the building, no one takes your word for it. They're always going to go back and say, yeah, but Sue did it like this. Well, what could she do? I mean, if she, if she, had she stepped down from the House entirely, would they have to run a, some sort of election to replace her and she just doesn't want to deal with that? She wants to make sure that seat stays with a Democrat, is my thought. Well, so what I'd heard, though, was that she wants her daughter to take that seat. 
And that seat could be appointed to fulfill the rest of the time. And or they could have a special election. I'm not sure what California's rules on that are. Interesting. But um, do you remember that we actually elected a a gentleman who died in a plane crash, Mel Carnahan, to yeah, be I senator? Yeah, I remember that. And his wife got appointed to be senator. Mm-hmm. So her daughter could end up taking her seat, and she could be the new. Um, representative from San Francisco. So Nancy said, I want that to happen, but she's not doing it so far, or she's just talking? She's not. She hasn't done that so far. But from what people were talking about that I heard earlier today, they would. she would like for her daughter to follow her. So it, it's possible. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. We'll have to ask Fred Bottomer because he knows everything. It's true. But he really does. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll figure out who's going to take over, over Nancy's seat. But Nancy had a couple of shots today that, that she got in, in I'm her sure. going away. Uh, so she was very happy to work with former presidents. But she left one name out. Cut nine. I have enjoyed working with three presidents achieving historic investments in clean energy with President George Bush, transformative health care reform with President Barack Obama, and forging the future from infrastructure to health care to climate action with President Joe Biden. And with, oh, yeah, that, who was the guy in between Obama and Biden that she... Wow, to the very end. How about that? She's like, yeah, okay, but I didn't do anything with Trump. Well, you actually did. Like, you you fought to the bitter end with him. So it was interesting that she's going to, you know, do some praising uh, on her way out the door, and she's going to get that final side shot in on Trump. I'm sure there's going to be more to come, but we'll, we'll have to see how that works. I thought it was interesting that Nancy is going to step down, but she's not going to leave, which is going to make it awkward for everybody else. Who's going to be there? We still don't know for sure if Kevin McCarthy is going to be the Speaker of the House. We're we're waiting to see on that. It was interesting in his election, he had, was it 30 Republicans, I believe, who voted against him? So mm. um, he he ended up with about 30 of them who said, no, I wanted to say it was it was 188 to 30 um, who, who voted to keep him. So he is still the... Um, leader of the House, but he has not been confirmed by the full House to whether or not he's going to be Speaker. That's going to have to wait until they get everybody back in, and then they're going to vote for that. So if you have those Republicans who defect from him, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. I heard a story the other day, and I I was kind of half listening, and by the time it it finished, uh, I didn't catch all of it. But evidently, we have had in our history— Two speakers at the same time. I know. I didn't think that could happen either. How is that? How does that work? I don't know, because we have an uneven number of representatives. So you would think it wouldn't be tied. But evidently, at some point in our history, we actually had two people who were equal speakers. They were co-speakers. Huh. So, like, okay, I didn't see that coming. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think McCarthy's going to get to be the the speaker, and I think it's going to go that way. But it's going to be interesting to see how are we going to move forward, and is there a path forward that we're going to be able to get to? And he's definitely going to have a major challenge because we as a party 
just find ways to fight against each other. And we find ways to uh, submarine one another. Hopefully, that will not be the case in this scenario. Hopefully, we are going to stick together. But it, it wouldn't take much. If you have a couple Republicans who say, eh, I really don't like that guy, I'm going to vote against him, I, we could end up with Hakeem Jeffries, I guess. I wouldn't think they would do that. I mean, that's all something that could work out, but it's it's something that I don't see as something that's going to play out very well. So, anyway, there's Nancy is, is gone, sort of. She's not the speaker anymore. It, at least we have that. Um I thought it was kind of funny when people talking about Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Um, she has been there as long as I can remember. But the Democrats have come up on this thing, and they've known it's coming for a long time. But if you look at Jim Clyburn, if you look at her, if you look at, um, oh, his name is, is jumping out of my head right now. The three top leaders in the House for the Democrats, all three of them are over 80. I think they're... 82, 83, 81. Hmm. All of them are there. So the crazy part is with any type of business, you want to have some sort of succession plan. You don't want to have everybody at the same level, especially of age. You want to have something because you could have a wipeout of the entire leadership, right? So it's going to be interesting to see. Hakeem Jeffries is the first step of turning that over. But Clyburn made a, uh, a statement today that said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here. And we'll see how long James Clyburn decides to hang out. But he's been there for a very long time as well. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Democrats decide to have uh, a leadership change and bring on some new blood. I'm not quite sure how that's going to happen, but in anything, anything is possible. Um, but they really just have realized over the past few elections that they don't have a bench, but they've done nothing to bring them along, which is great for Republicans because we continue to have more and more and more. Abby and I were talking earlier about how it seems to me this was kind of the year of the woman. We had so many women who ran for Senate, who ran for House. I can't remember we had the last time we had this many women run for governor. And when? Um... That's true. You know what's really funny? I don't hear anybody talking about it. You mean that they are women or that this is happening? Yeah, like the whole celebration of the year of the woman. I don't don't hear anything about that. And the only reason I can think of that there is that lack of conversation, they're not Democrat women. They're Republican women. Hmm. You have an awful lot of Republican women who have stepped up to run for office and uh, more Republican women governors than I've ever seen. But we have we have a number of female uh, Democrat governors as well. So we got ladies all over the place, man. They are taking over and running the place, which probably means we'll get a lot more efficient as as we move forward. Speaking of efficient, I'm going to guess that I should probably wrap this up. Okay, Uh, that was that was kind of I could tell on your face that that was it. Hey, my name is Mike Elam. I'm sitting in for Mark Reardon, who is out sick today. Not sure if he's going to be back tomorrow, but. Uh, I will do the best to hold the fort down right now. If you haven't heard, there was a new bill that got passed, uh, uh, voted on in the Senate, and uh, it's the Respect for Marriage Act. We're going to talk to Emma Walters from the Heritage Scholars, and we will talk to her about that and find out just how that happened on 97.1 FM Talk. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to 97.1 FM Talk. Mark is out sick today, so my name is Mike Elam sitting in, and we are fixing all the problems of the world. Although the Senate finds a way to create more. So if you haven't heard, the United States Senate voted on Wednesday to advance the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. And surprise, surprise, our two senators from Missouri did not vote the same. Once again, Roy Blunt on his way out and Josh Hawley have found some reasons to disagree. So what is the Respect for Marriage Act? Well, for that, we wanted to get someone who has a little more knowledge on this subject than me. Actually, she has a lot more knowledge on this subject than me. It is Emma Waters, the Heritage Scholar. Emma, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So tell me a little bit about, um, so this act originated in the House, is that correct? That's correct. So the misnamed Respect for Marriage Act, or popularly known in our circles as the Disrespect for Marriage Act, appeared first in the House after the Dobbs Supreme Court decision um, suggested that we might need to rethink decisions like Obergefell, which codified same-sex marriage on the judicial level, um, in Justice Thomas's comments in the Dobbs decision, which actually addressed abortion, right, not same-sex marriage. And so it appeared in the House, um, and the line goes that 
Same-sex unions are under attack and their rights and benefits could be stripped from them. So we need to pass a law that would not only codify it on the judicial level, but also on the federal level in our law as well. And that's where this Disrespect for Marriage Act came from. Well, what's crazy is Justice Thomas never said, at least that I heard, that he wanted to change anything on same-sex marriages. He just made an offhand comment about how it needs to be looked at. Or did I hear that wrong? No, that's exactly what happened. And on top of that, the other Supreme Court case that was also decided with this substantive due process is Loving v. Virginia, which addresses interracial marriage. And Justice Thomas, as we know, is in in an interracial marriage himself. Um, And so obviously he's not suggesting that these um, decisions be overturned, nor is he suggesting that there's an imminent threat um, or it it, it wouldn't serve him well, right, like on any of these levels. So the fear mongering that's really been stirred up around this has been completely misplaced and isn't actually based in any real concerns um, on the political or policy level. So where do we sit on this right now? I know the, the Senate took a vote on it and you actually had 12 Republicans who crossed the aisle and voted for this, correct? That is correct. So the version that was voted on in the Senate yesterday was just a cloture vote to say, yes, we're going to move ahead with an official Senate vote. And so what the Disrespect for Marriage Act does is it repeals the Defensive Marriage Act in our public law, which affirms that marriage is between one man and one woman. And instead, um, the Disrespect for Marriage Act would say that marriage is between any two individuals, period. On top of that, they never actually define marriage in this draft. They simply say that marriage is what any state says it is, um, which down the road could be really problematic, especially if a state redefines marriage to mean something outside of that definition itself. Um, So we did have 12 Republicans who unfortunately voted to move forward um, with the Disrespect for Marriage Act, but the fight is not over yet. So um, as it stands now, the number one concern with the Disrespect for Marriage Act is that it does not, in the text of the bill, have any protections for religious individuals or organizations, which means that if anyone holds to a traditional view of marriage between one man and one woman, um, their tax exempt status could be threatened. Um, Any contracts, scholarships, or grants that they have through the government could be threatened, um, as well as licenses for adoption, foster care, and counseling services. So coming up soon, um, actually today, Mike Lee, senator from Utah, um, put forward an amendment that would genuinely protect same-sex marriage um, in this Disrespect for Marriage Act. So it won't change the fact that they're redefining marriage, but at least religious individuals would be protected. And so we're thinking that the Monday after Thanksgiving, um, they're going to vote on Mike Lee's amendment to see if it's going to be added to the Disrespect for Marriage Act or not. So how are you how are you seeing this move forward? Do you think there's a chance for that to actually be amended and approved or do we have an outside shot on that one? So the way it's looking now, um, and this is our hope, is uh, Senate Democrats have uh, said that for uh, Mike Lee's amendment to be added to the Disrespect for Marriage Act, they'll need to get 60 votes, um, which would mean that 10 Democrats would also have to vote for the amendment. And they've all but said it's never going to happen. 
Um, so the bill that's supposedly about protecting same-sex people um, or same-sex unions is actually just a bill attacking people of faith um, who disagree with them. Um, and so if Mike Lee's amendment fails, and it likely will, we're very hopeful that some of the Senate Republicans that did vote yesterday to move forward for a vote will not vote for it in the final Senate vote. Because if there are no protections that are passed for religious individuals or organizations, it'll be a lot harder for them to get on board with it. So the next week and a half, um, it's a lot of pressure on those particular members and those particular states to really show um, their support and care for it. So if Mike Lee's amendment fails, then the Republicans drop out because there are no religious liberty protections. Then there's actually a possibility that the Disrespect for Marriage Act could fail in the Senate. And we only need three of those 12 Republicans to drop for it to fail. So it's actually looking pretty good. So obviously we had a split in Missouri between our two senators. Senator Blunt voted for it. Senator Holly voted against it. Senator Holly or Senator Blunt was saying because of the religious liberties that this codifies uh, and protects is why he's voting for it. But Senator Holly says, being an attorney, that that it's it's just what is what is the wording that I'm looking for? It's not really protection. He's saying that you could argue through that easily and it would it would be litigated away. In his opinion, there really are no true religious liberties that this bill does anything to go further and protect. And it sounds like that's what you're saying as well. Yes, that is exactly right. So currently um, there's a Collins Amendment, but it doesn't provide any affirmative defenses for religious individuals or organizations. And that's what Senator Hawley is pointing to. So he's saying that it it might appear and it might suggest that there's a protection, but in reality, it's not going to have much standing, um, especially once you have anti-discrimination lawsuits um, in courts. So unless Mike Lee's amendment is attached to it, um, like Senator Holly is arguing, it's not going to actually have any substance to defend people of faith. So tell me about these 12 Republicans who voted with the Democrats. Are they pretty much all the Republicans that are leaving office? <laughs> Um, some of them are, um, but uh, unfortunately, many of the others have at least two to three years left in office, depending on when their reelection cycle comes. Uh, so we, yeah, so there is some hope that those who have no interest in supporting traditional marriage or supporting um, the people of faith who have voted for them will be leaving. But we will still have others in office, like Senator Mitt Romney, um, who have been very outspoken in their support for the Disrespect for Marriage Act even without Mike Lee's amendment, um, who will be in office for some time. I did find it interesting that the um, the Mormon Church actually came out in support of this bill. I, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> yeah, well, you would be surprised, especially um, with the Mormon Church being one of the churches who were the most opposed to same-sex marriage um, and were some of the biggest advocates for the passing of the Defense of Marriage Act back in the day. Um, so this is a pretty big shift in direction um, from what they've traditionally held to be true. Um, and it seems to be this sort of myth of moral neutrality that a lot in our generation have bought into, right? Saying that you can have opposing values coexist without there being any sort of tension or protection for one side or the other. Um, the way it stands now, there are no rights or benefits that are going to change or that are under threat for those in same-sex unions. Nothing changes for them. 
But if the Disrespect for Marriage Act is passed, especially without Mike Lee's amendment protecting religious people, what it does do is strip protections um, that they once experienced and put them in the middle of the limelight. So it was incredibly surprising for us, too, um, that the Mormon Church, as well as a handful of Orthodox Jewish um, groups, came out in support of something that, without Mike Lee's amendment, will clearly have implications for the way that they conduct um, their religious faith and practice. Senator Romney's vote on that didn't—A, he didn't surprise me, first of all, that he voted for it, but B, after hearing that— that the Mormon church was actually not opposed to it. It kind of gave him the cover to be able to vote for it. So that part didn't surprise me a lot about Mitt Romney just doesn't surprise me. Um, But uh, that's, that's a whole other uh, radio show that that we would do at another time. So uh, remind me again, give me a time frame. So uh, Senator Lee's amendment is going to come up when? Okay, so Senator Lee introduced his amendment today. Um, it will likely come up for vote on Monday, the Monday, sorry, the Monday after Thanksgiving, not before, but the Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, and then at that point, uh, once they vote to either include or not include uh, Senator Lee's amendment the Monday after Thanksgiving, then they'll schedule a vote for the overall Senate. Um, and so that could be a couple of days. It could be within the week. We're not exactly sure when it's going to take place yet. Is there any chance that with some procedural movements that they may be able to put this off until the first of the year? With procedural movements, it seems unlikely right now. Um, but uh, once again, if Lee's amendment fails, like Democrats have all but said it will, it seems very likely that enough Republicans will drop out of their support that it just wouldn't get the support it needs, period, in the Senate, Um, at which case they could try to bring it up in the House or the Senate next year. Um, But given the elections from the midterms, we're fairly confident that we'll have enough Republican support against it that it won't gain any traction. Yeah, I would figure an Eric Schmidt is going to be voting uh, much different than Senator Blunt. That's just a guess. (laughs) But I'm going to go out on a limb on on that one. Hey, Emma Waters, uh, Heritage Scholar, we appreciate you very much stepping in here and helping us out to figure out a little bit more about what's going on. You never know these days what's going to pop up in Washington, D.C., but you can never fear that it's going to be something a little off the wall and something you probably didn't see coming. That's absolutely right. It reinforces the need and import of all of the voters out there to make their voices heard, for sure. Well, I guess the good news for you is that's job security. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Hey, we appreciate you taking the time, so thanks very much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. That is Emma Waters. She is a heritage scholar. Uh, It's just nice to have access to smart people, you know, who can come in and help you figure out exactly what's going on. Um, Speaking of smart people... Kurt Barr is the director of elections out in St. Charles County. And I know this this is crazy. <laughs> I know you're going to shake your head and go, how did they do it? But St. Charles County actually counted their votes on Election Day. I know it's it's unheard of, but they actually had a total and declared winners. I think every county in the state of Missouri actually did that. Yeah. Believe it or not, we are still waiting on other states to finish counting votes. It's mind numbing. I think California actually said that it may be a month before they are completely done. We may know if Herschel Walker is a senator or not by the time California gets done. A couple of days ago, one of the counties was at 37 percent on counting votes. There is no excuse for that. What do you count for like three hours and then go, that's lunch. 
And I, and and then we're out. We'll uh, be back tomorrow. I we're just, all volunteer. They had the same cold that Reardon had, and they said, oh, we, we got to take a break. Hey, we're going to talk to Kurt Barr and just talk a little bit about uh, elections in general, talk a little bit about what he saw in this particular election, and just get a little more information on it. You are listening to St. Louis's Home for Conservative Talk. My name is Mike Elam, filling in for Mark Reardon on 97.1 FM Talk. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's the Mark Reardon Show. My name is Mike Elam, sitting in for Mark today, who is under the weather. Actually, he says he doesn't feel bad. He just doesn't have a voice. But he did get to take a two and a half hour nap today. Do you know what that means? That means he's officially old. He took a two and a half hour nap in that the is, afternoon. That just sounds like heaven, age uh, aside. I'm only giving him grief about it because I agree with you. That just sounds so awesome. It's like, you know, I, I so want to be a part of that whole Mexican culture where a siesta is completely uh, applauded and encouraged yes. as, as opposed to frowned upon. Yes. Yeah. It's that Seinfeld, George Constanza, I'm going to build a bed under my desk. So, I forgot about that. Oh, yes. that was that was awesome. But yet I digress. Uh, we, we cannot do that. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have missed it, but we actually had an election. Yes, it wasn't that long ago that it was election day. And something amazing happened in St. Charles County. They actually counted the votes and came up with a total. How did that happen? Well, luckily, Kurt Barr, who is the director of elections, is here with us, and he could tell us about that. Kurt, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time. You know, it, it's amazing how in Missouri, as a state, we managed to count votes and come up with totals. But yet in Arizona, Nevada, California, they need like, I don't know, a year or two to, to really figure it all out. Any idea why these states take forever 
to count these votes? Well, but the number one reason is that they have a election period. And for the most part, we have an election day. And so if I don't have the ballot in my possession by the end of the night, that's it. I cannot count that. Whereas these other places, they have extra time to receive in ballots or they do what they call curing a ballot. So they'll spend you know, several days or a week after the election calling people say, hey, your ballot by mail doesn't have a signature. Come in and sign it and then we can count it. And so they have this extra process to uh, count ballots that would not be counted in Missouri. You know, the amazing thing about that, I, I get what they're trying to do. I completely understand that. Why can't you do that before Election Day? Why can't you you said, look, here's all the things that we want to do. Just have it all happen before Election Day. Everybody else manages to do that. And then they just make the rest of us sit around and and wait. Well, I mean, they could make that their their law, but there's the idea of uh, accessibility and security. And these states focus on the accessibility of the ballot and getting as many ballots counted as possible. It's 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 kind of crazy, but I I, I don't want to make you sit here and uh, answer for states that you have absolutely nothing to do with. I did want to ask you, um, this year was a, a pretty contested year in a lot of elections, uh, not just locally, but, but nationally. I was curious as you were going through, and I, I know on my primary race, we didn't have as many voters as, as I expected to come out and vote in that. But that, that could just be me not you know, being a little more optimistic than I should have been. But what did you see through the primaries and through the general election? Is there anything that, that surprised you or did things work out pretty much the way that, that you guys thought they were going to? Honestly, the biggest surprise was how low the voter turnout was. So, yeah, our August primary in St. Charles County, we saw 24 percent and the St. Louis metro area saw similar low numbers for for voter turnout. And then that, you know, the the November turnout was twice the August turnout. So we were at 52 percent in uh, St. Charles County. And that's normal to double from between August and November. But. You know, we thought that with the Amendment 3 on the ballot, that would bring in extra voters. But the reality is, you know, we had a 12 percent decrease in voter turnout here in St. Charles County. And we saw that, you know, statewide, we had a, a decrease in voter turnout compared to the last midterm in 2018. And so why people are not voting that I, I don't know, but that was the biggest surprise is the fact that after such a contentious presidential election year with a record turnout that, you know, a full 50 percent of those people chose not to vote this November is, is the amazing thing. So you're talking about that that's compared to midterm to midterm. That's not even 2020 to 2022. I assume from no, 2020 uh, we're down a whole lot more. Oh, 20, yeah. So uh, in 18, we were at. 64% turnout. In 20, we were at 76% turnout. Wow. And this election, we were at 52% turnout in St. Charles County. And then the state percentages were similar to the county ter- uh, percentages. Wow. So 24% said, yeah, I'm, I'm only going to show up for presidential. I guess that's really yeah. not that unusual. We do see a fall off on midterms. That's That's not unusual. But that 24% is a lot of folks who just didn't show up who were who voted 2 years ago. 
And, and that, I, th- I think, is the biggest surprise. Um, I was shocked at not how few people voted for you. That was expected. But <laughs> how, how few people voted in the August election. And, but the, 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 the ratio of the November election being twice as large as the August election held true. And so why the voter you know, lack of interest from both August and November, that is, that's a question, I guess, for the pollsters. Well, first, I appreciate the support. That's awesome. So, (laughs) hey, uh, tell me uh, real quick. So everybody thinks in in the St. Louis metro area, the the impression is St. Charles County is this huge Republican bastion, and this is where all the Republicans live. We had some elections in the general election this year that were hair tight. Uh, What are you seeing in terms of uh, St. Charles County? Are Are you seeing the county change a little bit in voters? So, I mean, St. Charles County has had massive growth over over the years, and we do have a lot of voters coming from St. Louis County, and not all of them are the Republicans fleeing the uh, the blue St. Louis County. And we do see that in the eastern side of our our county, in specifically that that District 106, that it is it is almost a 50-50 district when the incumbent wins by barely 100 and you know some votes that's uh that is quite surprising it and and i dealt with that in august so i completely understand it as you're looking forward and we're looking at obviously uh municipals just around the corner what are you expecting are there any type of changes is there anything different election law that's going to go into place in 2023 or um Anything different that you're expecting with municipals coming up? Uh, as far as 2023 in general, the one change is that there's going to be voluntary voter registration by party. So starting January, you can actually declare Republican, Democrat, Independent in your voter record. Uh, it's voluntary, so you don't have to, but that's going to be the, the new biggest change as far as uh, Missouri election law. But as far as the the cities and how they do things, no, I think that our, our April election should be pretty much the same with the same number of uh, aldermen or councilman races and, and bond issues that we would see in any other uh, municipal election year. And we're coming up on uh, registration time for those, are we not? We are. They, they, they upped the, uh, the calendar. So if anybody wants to run for school board or mayor, uh, the, the time to begin registering is actually December 6th, and it goes through December 27th. So if you want to run next year, you got to file this year for local office. That is Kurt Barr. He is the Election Authority Director in St. Charles County. Kurt, thanks for taking the time. Oh, thanks for uh, letting me join you. Sue's News is on the other side. St. Louis is home for conservative talk on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 